we bless those who, who, who it is. Hey, we're going to jump into this. We've been looking at tongues and the believer. Um, you know, Paul said in, in Corinthians there, he said, I would that you all spoke with tongues. And as we looked at the gifts of the Spirit, he says, I would that you not be ignorant of spiritual gifts. And so we just want to continue looking at tongues and the believer and how it is actually a gift that should be used and utilized in every believer's life. I read an interesting article this week. Um, I got an online magazine that I read uh, every day. They, they always update articles and things like that. And uh, it was about a, a very famous minister. Now, when I tell you his name here in a minute, you'll know who I'm talking about. But he sat down and he began to pray and he said, God, is there anything that you have provided that I'm not using or that I'm not utilizing? And he said when he prayed that, all of a sudden the Spirit of God came over him and he began to pray in other tongues. And he said now it is part of his everyday prayer language. And if you say, well, who was it? It was Max Lakeda. And I thought, see, God doesn't care what title you put on yourself. He doesn't care what denomination you call yourself. He said in Mark chapter 16, he said, These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. So why, does it, why doesn't everybody not? Because they don't believe it. Bottom line, that's all. He says, you believe and these signs follow. And he goes on to say that they take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. It says also they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Why don't we just see it? Because we don't believe it. That's the bottom line of it. But today I want to look at something uh, a little bit different. We want to look at why, because this is a question I get asked a lot of times, uh, is why speak in tongues? Why should a believer pray in other tongues? Why do y'all make it a big deal? What? And like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's not that we really make it a big deal, but we often get drawn into these conversations. Uh, but why should you, as a believer, pray in other tongues? Well, one of the first reasons is it is a sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. It is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Tongues is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is a sign that you... Now, what is baptism? We looked at it last week, I think it was. Baptism means to be immersed. So when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, He comes in on the day of salvation. The moment you say, Oh, Lord, I want this. This is mine. I take it. I receive it. It's, the Holy Spirit is there. All right? But... but when we talk about baptism, it's not only when he's in you, but it's when he's on you. When Jesus came up from being baptized, where did the Holy Spirit come? Upon him. See, that was a baptism there when the Holy Spirit comes up on you. And so when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so many times we, we just liken it to tongues and we think, well, that's the baptism. No, that's not. It's a sign. It's an outward sign of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Go to Acts chapter 2. And we're just going to keep teaching along these lines because you know why? I want you to do it. God wants you to do it. He wants you to have, he, 
He's not trying to hold anything back from you. And people say, well, I would go to church with you if you all start that tongue stuff, though. I'm out. That's crazy. That's weird. And it's really not. It's as scriptural as, it, as they come. And, and it's not this one-off scripture that's like, oh, that's that one incident in Acts chapter 2, and, it, and we don't talk about it anymore. But we should. Come on. Acts chapter 2, verse 2. Verse 1 talks about they were gathered together in one accord in the upper room. Verse 2, it said, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, a rushing mighty wind. It didn't say there came a wind. Come on. It said there came a sound of a wind. We, we, when we lived in Tulsa, uh, we hadn't been there just maybe a month or two. Uh, I was off work for some reason and Dee was working this day and she calls me and she says get in the bathtub there's a tornado coming right by our house and I said I can't talk to you right now I'm standing on the balcony watching it go down the road <laughs> and me and a buddy of mine was standing on the balcony watching this tornado go down the middle of the road and, and we stood there until the sticks and stuff beat us back in the house but the thing about it was, it was so weird. Before you ever saw it, you heard it. I don't know if you've been around a tornado very much, but it's an odd, odd sound. I mean, it's like a train. We, one time we were in Tulsa, and we were uh, at the convention center uh, at, uh, I think we are at Winter Bible Seminar then, and uh, Dee and I was up in, 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 the, in the stands there, and I hear, I'm like, man, what an air conditioning unit. I said, did you hear that kick on? Well, a few minutes later, Pastor Hagen comes down and he says, um, we're going to go ahead and cut service short tonight. Uh, there's a little bit of storms going on. And uh, we're going to just ask everybody to leave, be safe, going back to your hotels or wherever you're going. And so when we walked out, what it was, what I heard was a tornado that went down the middle of the street and flipped cars and turned over uh, uh, lamps, uh, street lights and everything else. There is a sound that came just before the power. So what happened here? He said there was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. See, their power was getting ready to come. What did Jesus say? Go you and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. There's a sound that follows this power. And folks, there is a sound that should come from you and I to let the power of the Holy Spirit out. And one of the best ways that he gave it to you is praying in other tongues. There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind that came and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. Now look what happens. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they began to speak. Folks, there should be a sound that comes. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I, I, I tease all the time, and I am teasing about if you've been around Pentecostalism, charismatic or whatever you want to call us, full gospel word, of, I don't know what you call us, we're just here. Uh, believers, there you go, thank you. Um, but, you know, we, we, we've a lot of times made it a show you know, and we've made it hard for people to, to believe. It wasn't hard for them. 
Let me tell you this. This is the only place in Scripture, too, where you find that, he, that any of them ever had to wait for it to happen. Any other times in the Word that you see people praying in other tongues, nobody was tarrying, nobody was waiting, nobody was hanging on and letting go and saying hallelujah and hold on, let go, hold on, let go, hold on, let go. <laughs> there was not this show made of it. Folks, this is already in you. Holy Spirit already lives in you. He already moved inside of you. So for you to pray in other tongues is for you to simply allow your spirit by the Holy Spirit in you begin to pray. Well, what if I'm just mocking Jody? I'm just, I heard Jody say some phrases. and to, See, that's the first thing the enemy wants to do. He wants to talk you out of whatever is trying to come out. See, because if he can talk you out of it, he doesn't have to worry about this power. Oh, you'll be a mighty man, woman of God, but there's a power that comes with sound. There was a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And so he, the first thing, let me tell you, God is not going to try to talk you out of his gift. Amen. Come on. So there came a sound, go if you will to Acts chapter 10, that we're talking about, it's a sign. Everybody say a sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. So while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, what, is it, what are we talking about now? Tongues is a gift of the Holy Spirit. He's not going to try to talk you out of these. He says, as, so those who are of the circumcised who came with Peter said they were astonished because the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For how do we know that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out? It says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. It said they knew that this gift had been poured out because they heard them. See, this is why we know this is a sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that you'll begin to speak. You say, well, I've never done it. Have you ever asked? You know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll refer back to what Max Lucada said in that interview I read. He just asked God, is there any gifts that I'm not utilizing, that I'm not using, and it just there? It was there. Folks, Holy Spirit is not holding anything back from you. Our Father is not holding anything back from you. Our Savior, Jesus, is not holding anything back from you. He's not, he wants you to operate in His fullness. And this is it. He said, so they heard them speak in other tongues and glorified God. And then he says, can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized? So in case you have this formula... Build up in your head. First you come to the altar. Then you got to go through this other step. And then you go through this other step. And then make sure you're baptized first because, you know, nothing works without baptism. These guys weren't baptized. Come on. There's not a formula to this. We've made it about formula. We've made it about steps. We've made it about Say that again, somebody real loud. 
Works. Well, if salvation doesn't work by works, why do you think gifts of the Spirit work by works? You can't work into this. He's all, it's free. How, why in the world do we work for free gifts? Come on. But that's what we've made it about because we feel like in our society, nothing is for free. We tell ourselves that all the time. Let me tell you, it's just like salvation was free, the gifts of the Spirit are free too. And there are no prerequisites that or no loops or hoops that you have to jump through to have this operate in your life. He says, hey, as Peter, go back to that first verse, Bobby, please, that I just read now. Um, go back to 44, if you will. While Peter was still speaking, do you know when this, when they started praying in tongues? While he was still speaking. They didn't even wait for an altar call, folks. As Peter was speaking the word. They decided they believed the word. Come on. And while he was still speaking this word, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. He was speaking. They decided, yes, this is me. We See, we've made this. Oh, so hard. You got to come up here. You got to fall down on your face. You got to whine. You got to cry. And you got to shed tears and blow snot. And you got to make sure your hair is a mess before you. Uh... <laughs> you got to go through some stuff here. It's not, you don't have to go through nothing. He said all they did was believe while the. Peter hadn't even finished his message yet. And they decided to believe, and he says, and the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word. Verse 45. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Why? Because they wanted it a certain way. He says that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard him speak in tongues and magnify God. Then, then Peter said, hey, what can forbid these? Can anyone forbid water? that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord and they asked ask him to stay with them a few days. Now he's talking about Cornelius' household here. They were ready, man. They came, Peter started preaching the word, they believed the word, and before he ever got done with his message, they began to speak in other tongues. Right now, while I'm still speaking, Holy Spirit can fill you and desires to. You don't have to wait on anything. I've got a group of people that's going to come up here and offer prayer here at the end of the service. You don't have to wait on them. One way, but not the only way, that, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes is by laying on of hands. But folks, you, uh, you've heard my story for two or three weeks now. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I, nobody laid hands on me. I laid hands on somebody else. So what we need to understand is that tongues is a sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the thing about it is, every believer has Holy Spirit in them. Has Jesus in them. Has the Father in them. That's scripture. 
So if he is already in you, then his gifts are in there with him. We're not trying to pull anything down from heaven. Come on. We're asking for him to manifest what he already has brought with him. It's like if Ted showed up at my house and brought a cake. I'm not going to ask him to bring a cake while I look at the cake in his hand. I'm going to say, get a knife, let's cut that. Let's enjoy that cake. Well, folks, what are you waiting on? Holy Spirit brought his gifts with him. He lives inside of you. And why don't we just tell him to grab a knife, cut the cake, and let's have the party. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit that w uh, with an evidence of speaking in other tongues is for you. And there's no great big giant fanfare you have to go through. I don't have to lay hands on you and you fall on the floor and shake like and flop like a fish. Although there's nothing wrong with that. Those are good, those are good times too. But right now, just like what happened with Peter here, while he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell, and they began to speak in other tongues. Another reason why every believer should speak in other tongues is that tongues actually helps build your faith. Tongues actually will strengthen you. How many of you would like to have a stronger faith life? Now, you know, we know we can't get more faith. Romans tells us it is given to every man the measure of faith. Everybody's got the same amount of faith. Just like if we take a, a, a newborn baby and, and me, we've got the exact same amount of muscles. Difference is mine are developed and the baby's isn't. I don't get more muscles. I learn to develop, so I build it. So what praying in other tongues does is actually helps to build your faith. Why? Because you are actually stepping over into a place outside of yourself into the, you're, you're operating from the natural to the supernatural. And when you begin to operate in the supernatural, it causes your faith to build. I think our first verse is Jude, isn't it? Is it? No, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. We'll go to Jude in a minute. Bob's like, nope, get it in order. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies, builds up, strengthens himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So one, way, one reason here for praying in tongues is to edify yourself. It's to build yourself up. It's to strengthen yourself. We, we spend so much time, God, I want you to strengthen me. Strengthen me, God. Make me stronger. Build me up, God. Strengthen me. Build me up. Well, he's given you a gift to do that. And if you want that, 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 has, that does pray in tongues, but you say, well, I only do that when I feel the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with feeling. Holy Spirit's in you. That's like me saying, I love D when she's in the room. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if she's in the room or not. I have a desire for my wife. It doesn't matter if she's working on in, in another town and I'm back here in my office. 
I still have a desire for my wife. And I, that doesn't change. Folks, we don't have to wait for a goose bump, for a goose pimple. You don't have to wait for the hair to stand up on the back of your neck. Holy Spirit is in you right now. And the ability to pray in other tongues and begin to build your faith is in there if you just open your mouth. Come on. There is a movement that we're going to see in the church of the super, uh, a, a, a fresh outpouring of the supernatural and people who are going to realize it because we are going to need it now more than ever. Here in this, in this scripture of, of 1 Corinthians 14, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Do you know what that word, thank you baby, that word edify there actually carries the idea of a battery being charged. It carries the idea of what we would say a battery being charged. So when you begin to pray in other tongues, you are actually charging your batteries. You ever went through a time where you just felt spiritually bleh? Am I the only one that's ever happened to? Feel You know how you can get past that? Praying in other tongues. Why? Because you're bypassing your flesh at that point, and your spirit is actually causing your flesh to operate in a supernatural thing. Because you have to speak. It's called speaking in other tongues. <laughs> not thinking in other tongues, not hoping in other tongues. It's called speaking. Go to Jude verse chapter, Jude verse chapter. Same thing. Jude chapter 1, it's a, there's only one chapter in Jude. <laughs> verse 20. Jude, verse 20. He says, but you, beloved, I'll give you time, I hear pages. That way you know I'm not lying. Jude 1, 20. He says, but you, beloved, building what? So whose responsibility is it? Mine. Building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, wait a minute. You mean it might be my responsibility to keep my, my battery charged? It might be my responsibility for me to make me feel like a believer? It might not be the praise team's responsibility to give me a goosebump? It might not be the pastor's responsibility to make me feel good and cheer me on so I can feel like I can take the day and forget what he said by this afternoon? <laughs> you mean that it just might be my responsibility to build up my faith by praying in the Holy Spirit? Man, if, I'm telling you, if you're ever feeling down, just blah. And that spiritual, you need to spend some time, get alone, and begin to pray in other tongues. Well, don't you have to have something big? No. Holy Spirit is always in you. Well, I'm waiting until I feel him. Well, do you want to feel him on the outside or realize he's in the inside? Come on. I would rather realize that he's on the inside than worry about what he does to my outside. And when I understand he's on the inside and my spirit is always connected to him and he and I can converse on a supernatural plane. 
where my understanding may not even know what's happening, but he and I are connected. And we're dealing with each other on a spiritual place. And then all of a sudden I'll leave my prayer room, my prayer closet, whatever you do. I'm, like, I'm not as down as I was. But you, beloved, building up yourselves. Nobody can do this for you. On your most holy faith. So what does it do? So why pray in tongues? It's a sign of the baptism of the Spirit. Secondly, it builds your faith and strengthens you. It charges your batteries. Your spiritual batteries can be charged right now. Well, let's look at another reason. We're going to fly through these today. I said that Wednesday night and didn't quite work that way. Uh, Praying in other tongues, it helps us to pray selflessly. I know nobody in this room ever prays selfish prayers. I know it. You all are more holy than that. And no, nobody ever goes in and prays to God and starts having a conversation with God thinking, if God, if you do it this way, if you just do it, I've already got the plan laid out, God. And I'm just asking you to come on board and work with me here. He wasn't called. You know, the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete. One who's called alongside to help. But you've got to realize he's the stronger one in the equation. He don't have to work with me. I've got to work with him. But it helps us not to pray selfless. It helps us to pray selflessly. Go to Romans chapter 8. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions, intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, what happens is when I don't know what, you ever had somebody, somebody said, listen, I always ask people when they say, well, pray for me. I say, about what? And where you have these, everybody smile. Smile real big. Now, you got to hold that because I'm getting ready to make you mad. So hold that look right there and I'll be okay. This is why I don't pray for the way they think I'm praying for them. I do pray for them. And this is why churches should never allow unspoken prayer requests. One, it says, let your request be made known. Well, it says, let your request be made known unto God. I was walking in the hospital. I was a respiratory therapist back in the early 90s. And I was walking through the hospital one day, and I heard this guy praying, Oh, Lord. Help me, Lord. They took my wife. They took my house. They took my car. Started to sound like a country song. Um, and he was like, Lord, they took everything. And I thought, man, I'm going to go in here and help. I'm going to go in here and pray with this guy. This is a prayer opportunity. I walked in the door, and finally he says, Lord, kill them all, God. Kill them all. <laughs> Back out of that door. 
that's just like when people say, I have an unspeakable, you don't know what they're praying for. They may be praying, Denise just flops over, you know. <laughs> so that's a dangerous thing. But what if you know what they're asking, but you also know what you want for that situation? Well, it's not about what you want for a situation. Folks, it's not even about what you want for a situation in your own life. It's about his will. And praying in other tongues helps me to be able to pray his will in a situation because my spirit connected to the Holy Spirit within me and my spirit prays by the Holy Spirit. He says, so here he says, pray in way that when we don't know what to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit helps us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You ever heard of P.C. Nelson? P.C. Nelson was a Greek scholar. He says of this verse where it says, he helps us with intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. He said it meant, he, he, he translated it as with groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. In other words, in not your normal speech. When you don't know what to pray for. Jump over to 1 Corinthians 14. <laughs> Verse 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in a tongue, what happens? My spirit prays. My spirit, Dennis, prays. When we pray in other tongues, it's our spirit that's praying. Well, I'm just making that up. That's what the enemy wants you to hit, say. He said, but if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. That means my brain may never know the words that I'm praying. My understanding is unfruitful. But see, the reason why a lot of people won't go this far is one, they don't want to be out of control. They want to be in control. And when your understanding is unfruitful, Now, I'm not saying you can't direct your prayer. You can, Rachel could come to me and say, Pastor, I need, uh, here's my situation. I need you to pray with me. Okay, but I don't really know how to pray with you about this. So here's what I'm going to do. Holy Spirit, we're going to pray about this situation, but we're going to pray in tongues. See, I know I'm directing the, the, the conversation, but I don't know what to pray for so what do I do? I pray in tongues. Me and her sit down together. We begin to pray in other tongues about the situation. And so then it keeps me from praying selflessly, selfishly. It keeps her from praying selfishly. And we can pray God's will into that situation because the Holy Spirit is connected to our spirit and our spirit is praying. And it just happens to come out your mouth. So, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit is what's praying. Verse 15. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding. In other words, he wants you to pray with words you understand, but he also wants you to pray with the Spirit. So what's the conclusion? Pray both ways. So why Ephesians says, pray with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Pray with all types of prayer. He says, so what's the conclusion? I'll pray with the Spirit, and I'll pray with understanding. He says, I will sing 
with the Spirit. You can sing in tongues? Absolutely. And you should. He said, I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with words I understand. See, this thing is a whole, it, it helps you, we're going to look at it in a minute. It helps you praise. You can praise God by tongues. You can sing by tongues. You can pray by tongues. You can pray for what you don't know what you should pray for by tongues. And you can not pray selfish prayers by praying in other tongues. By praying in other tongues, you build yourself up. You strengthen yourself. You build your faith up. Folks, this is vital to the believer. Are you saying if somebody don't pray in tongues, they don't have the Holy Spirit? No, that's not true. They have the Holy Spirit. Ah, come on. But without this, we're missing something. So we're going to pray with words we understand. We're going to pray with our spirit. He's our helper. He's called alongside to help. He communicates with your spirit. Go to John chapter 14. See, it's easier to grasp, grasp these things when you understand that it, this is very scriptural. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter. This is uh, fourteen sixteen, John. That word comforter is the word paraclete. Helper, counselor, one who is called alongside to help. So Jesus says, and I'll pray to the Father, and he will give you the other helper. One translation said, one who is just like me. <laughs> God on the inside. He said, and he will abide with you till you make him mad. He'll abide with you forever. You realize the Holy Spirit's not jumping out on you, right? You're not making him mad and he's jumping ship. He says, and I'll pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter and he will abide with you forever. Well, there's just times that I just don't feel the Holy Spirit. This has nothing to do with feeling. Nothing to do with feeling. We either take God at his word here or not or we call him a liar to his face. Oh, come on. I know, I see the look. Oh, I can't believe you said that. We either take God at his word here or else we call him a liar to his face. Either the Holy Spirit will abide with me forever or God's a liar. See, I'm not afraid to say that, Dave, because I happen to believe what God said, that he will abide with me forever. Verse 15, 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He's already there. He's not going anywhere. He brought his gifts with him. You can pray in other tongues. It's there. Spend some quiet time with him. Spend some alone time. And, and, and go to him with the, with, the, with the intent purpose of saying, Holy Spirit, this is, this is what your word says. I am taking the word as what you say. I'm calling you 
a, a, an honest God and allow your spirit to connect with him. Sometimes our prayer time have become ramble sessions. You know what I mean by that? It's and give me this and give me that and give me this and bless this one and bless that one. And, you know, well, I spend time blessing people. Sometimes we might just need to shut up. I hope ain't no kids in here. <laughs> Mommy, he said the S word. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Oh, I got one back there smiling. I said, <laughs> Sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen and let our spirit begin to rise. We are so flesh-minded. We are so uncomfortable in silence. And listen, I, I am very guilty of that. I like having noise, you know. If, even when I'm studying my word, man, I've got music going. If you come in my office, you will hear praise and worship or bluegrass or rap or metal or funk or something. You will always hear something. Yes, I listen to all of that. And ain't no shame in it. But there are times when I just need to turn it off. And I've been trying to take time to walk in here through the day. If just for a few moments and just sit in quiet. Just to listen. So that my spirit can communicate with Holy Spirit. And up out of that. So in your prayer time, create some time where you're just quiet and listen to your spirit. You are a spirit being. Comforter, summon, one called alongside to help. Praying in other tongues helps you to pray God's will in a situation. All right? So, why should we pray in tongues? It's a sign of the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. It strengthens me and builds me up, builds my faith. It uh, uh, allows me to pray unselfish prayers. Well, here's another one. It's a spiritual refreshing. If you feel down in your spirit... It's because you haven't connected to the Spirit. We should never really feel down spiritually. I don't know where to go because that went, that went over great on both sides. Uh, I think I'll just stay right here and look at hi, Facebook. Um, we shouldn't be down spiritually. Why? Because you have been given the ability to build yourself up. But I don't do that. Okay, why not? Pray in other tongues. It is a spiritual refreshing. Go to Isaiah chapter 28. Go to Isaiah 28. Oh. Verse 11. Look what he says here. Now this is a prophecy about tongues coming. He says, for with stammering lips and another tongue... Well, I speak to these people. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Now look at verse, keep going, Bob. For whom he said, this is the rest 
which you may cause the weary to rest. What is the rest? Stammering lips and another tongue. It's a rest. If you're sp feeling spiritually tired, praying in other tongues can actually give you a spiritual rest. How many of you know rest is better than sleep? I have slept for eight hours and then I have slept for two but I felt rested. I slept for eight hours and got up going, ugh. <laughs> oh. But all of a sudden, see, there's a difference between rest and sleep. And what he says here, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. And this is the rest in which I'll cause the weary to rest. If you're spiritually weary, if you're going through life and life is cruddy right now, and you're going through hard things and tough things and you just feel spiritually depleted and spiritually drained, let me encourage you, begin to pray in other tongues. Well, I've not done that. Then sit still and let your spirit hook up. I'm telling you, we can wait for somebody to lay hands on you or you can just be who God called you to be. And I have no problem with laying hands on folks. But I guess my experience, Bob, brought me to the point of knowing that I didn't have to have somebody lay hands on me. He says, this is the rest in which we'll call the weary to rest. And look what he says here. This is the refreshing. And here, look what he says, but yet they would not hear. What is the refreshing? With stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. And this is the rest by which you'll cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Man, praying in other tongues will refresh you. And it's in you. I would dare say that a lot of you have already been praying. And at times you hear this sound that rumbles up. My mind's going right back to you, Tanya, in a conversation you and I had a year or two back. Uh, you hear these things and they come up and you're like, uh, what is that? That sounds weird. Let that out. Open your mouth. Begin to speak and allow yourself to find rest, to find strength, to pray selflessly. It's already there on the inside waiting for you. Another reason, and we covered this a minute ago, but we'll look at it again, is you can give praise and thanks God in tongues. If our praise team starts singing in tongues, that's okay. Join them. Join them. Acts chapter 10, verse 46. People say to me, you, do you really believe all of this? Pastor Dave, how can I not? It's in the Word. How can I not believe this? I'm giving you Scripture. Acts chapter 10 verse 46, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Uh, again, this is Scriptures we've already read. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. What's the, verse 15, what's the conclusion then? 
I'll pray with the Spirit and I'll pray with understanding. Also, with under, pray and understanding. I will sing with the Spirit and I'll also sing with understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, so you can even bless God with the Spirit. It's in verse 16 of 1 Corinthians 14. He says, otherwise, when you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen? At your giving of thanks. Since he does not understand what you say. Now remember, we covered this a few weeks ago. What is Paul doing in 1 Corinthians 14? He's not saying don't pray in tongues. He's saying if something is going to uh, uh, stop the service, he's giving instructions on how it operates in the church. But if everybody, and it's during a time of corporate praise and worship where people aren't meant to be preaching and speaking and doing all that stuff. Anyhow, it's okay to be able to praise God in tongues. As a matter of fact, he says, you're giving thanks. Now look at verse 17. For indeed, you give thanks well. Speaking in other tongues, praying in other tongues, worshiping in other tongues, praising in other tongues, he says, you're giving thanks well. That's a good praise. That's a good praise. But, he, but like he says, the other is not edified. Now we're going to fly through some scriptures here. I'm probably not going to wait for you to turn, them on, turn to them. So write them down. Why pray in other tongues? Lastly, and probably the biggest of all, it's scriptural. Praying in other tongues is scriptural. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. This is John talking. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Mark 16, and these signs, verse 17. Mark 16, verse 17, and these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. It's the only time we see it. The only time in Scripture that anyone ever waited. Acts chapter 1. Verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the time of the seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. But look at verse 8. I love verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Man. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was, had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound ooh, from heaven 
as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house they were sitting. And when there appeared over them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God says, God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And on my, on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Acts chapter 9. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and he laid and laying his hands on him and said, Brother Saul. He didn't get Saul saved. He called him brother. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on that road has sent me to you. Go ahead, Bob. That you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, in the scriptures we've already seen, we saw what happens when somebody's filled with the Holy Spirit. So by just knowing scripture, you know what happened to Saul right here. This is the moment that we find him receiving. Acts chapter 10. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit, we already read that. The Holy Spirit fell on them. What did they do? They heard him speaking in tongues and magnifying God in verse 46. And he said, can anyone forbid these to be baptized? Acts chapter 11, verse 15, and as I began to speak, now this is Peter referring back to what just happened. When, he's, when, when they called him in and said, hey, you're going to have to answer for this. Something happened among these Gentiles. So he got called back to the apostolic council to answer for his actions. And he says, and as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came upon them as upon us in the beginning. Well, how did it come upon them as in the beginning? They heard him speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance. He says, and as I began speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us in the beginning. He said, then I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Verse 17, if therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? They just heard him speak. He said, how can I stop this? He, same way it happened to you all is the same way it happened to them. Acts chapter 19. But I thought this was the one-time event, Galen. Acts chapter 2. It's the one time you ever hear about people praying in tongues. Not if you know how to look at the scripture. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came into Ephesus and finding some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now we know he's not talking about the Holy Spirit at salvation. He's talking about this gift. Did you receive the Spirit since you believed? And they told him, he says, we've not heard so much whether there, be, whether there is a Holy Spirit. 
Then he said to him, into what, into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. Now you need to grab a hold of that. You'll understand what happened to Jesus on his baptism. He received the same baptism as a man in a baptism of repentance. And then he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came down and sat upon him. Ah, whew, glory. Saying to the people that should believe in him that who would come after him that is on Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. We're going to stop right there. Why do I believe? It's scriptural. It's all through the scripture. It helps me to pray unselfish prayers. It helps me give thanks. It helps me praise God right. It helps me build my faith. It helps keep me strong. And when I feel down and bleh, it charges me up. It's like a battery being charged. It helps me. Man, it is something that everyone needs. That doesn't mean you have to make any, uh, 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 a spectacle of yourself. You don't have to come in here and, and just act a certain way. That's just outward expressions of how we praise. But this, this is all about your prayer time. This is all about your praise time. This is all about you connecting to Holy Spirit that lives in you. And he brought, them all, he brought all these gifts with you, with him. It's already there, lying on the inside. One way, but not the only way to receive it, is by laying on of hands. I've got some people that's coming to the front right now. They'll be here to pray for you. They'll be here to pray with you. Uh, but we're going to pray together right now. And if you ha have sickness, if you have, maybe you want to, 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 to pray in other tongues, uh, one of these folks will be glad to pray with you. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you didn't know Jesus was this good of a person. Maybe you've been taught about the wrong Jesus, that he's just some combat boot in the sky waiting to squash you. That's not the God we serve, folks. He loves you. And if you need to get to know him, one of these people can introduce you. If you need prayer for healing, one of these people will love to lay hands on you. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If you say, I just want to be able to open my spirit up better, let one of these guys pray with you. But I'm going to pray with you right now. You ready? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. Oh, dear Lord in heaven, we praise you in the beauty of your holiness. We thank you for who you are. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in us. Holy Spirit, thank you for bringing your gifts with you. Thank you that they are readily available to us and you are not withholding anything from us. And Father, I thank you that you release the gift of the Holy Spirit all over this place. I thank you that as they listen to their spirit, they give thanks well. They praise well. They pray selfless prayers. They pray mighty prayers, and they're building up their faith, and they are strong in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.